0: All right. Uh, Chris, I cannot see you. I don't know what happened. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you fine, yeah.
0: Alright, well, we'll just go with this. Uh welcome to the what, is this the fourth edition? We're running out the fourth edition. I don't actually know. Uh fourth edition of the Illegal Talk in the Back podcast. Uh this is gonna be a little bit of a homie podcast. Uh just two brothers. Uh we've done one of like uh, except one guy was, was dry. Uh, but unfortunately our friends in the northeast are getting uh, getting whomped by a big old snowstorm and uh, seems like no one can get anywhere so uh, it's going to be the people that are not in the northeast you know doing the old podcasting tonight um, so yeah I don't know I guess it's kind of like whatever day after tomorrow shit up there up in old <laughs> New York Jersey
1: well, there, there's a snowstorm here, and I'm, uh, I'm still in the podcast, so.
0: Wow.
1: We can see the yeah. commitment levels here.
0: Yeah, I guess you could throw throw a little, throw a little shade on on the Jersey types, um, you know, as well as anyone from New York. But yeah, so it's just uh, me and Chris this time. And uh, I don't know. Chris is in uh, the Berk, not in the Northeast, I guess. What do you What do you count Pittsburgh guys like I don't. When I lived there I was always like is this the northeast or is this the midwest cuz it's like right on that weird border.
1: Um yeah I like to say the same thing it's right on the border. It's it's a lot more midwest I think the culture of it is yeah. The, the people are a lot like slower paced, a little bit nicer, all that um midwestern vibe. Yeah. Um So, eh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I always felt like come as as somebody who's from New Jersey, I was like I can't count this as the northeast, like but I don't really count it like the Midwest. I like I truly think like Chicago, like you know, which is a, a ways away, you know, or or old in Diana. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I guess we should start um, kind of recap some of the not very interesting things that happened in college football this past weekend. Um, you know, Alabama, another shutout. Two in a row, uh, right at the spread this time, unfortunately. Actually, I don't know what that spread was going into the game. Kind of, I, I meant to look that up because I knew it was like 24 and a half, um, but finished 24. So Samuel um,
1: took the dogs and, uh, and succeeded. Good for them.
0: Good for them. Um, but yeah, basically Alabama still looks like the greatest team that's ever played football. Um, Kentucky looks like a pretender team still. God knows how they're still in the top 20, but they are. Um, yeah, I don't, there, there really wasn't, I don't know. Do, do you have anything about this? The, oh, Bedlam was a good game. That was a good game. That was a really good game. You know, that Oklahoma wasn't... barely escapes against uh, Tyler Cornelius and his 500 and something yards of offense. But um, Yeah, do
1: either of those teams have a defense? Did they, they show up to the game? That I, was
0: That was nuts. Uh, no, it, it literally add, add, it, to your no, there was, there was no defense on either of those teams. Uh, it seemed like every four plays was a 50-yard touchdown, you know. Um, but
1: Also, I can't take Mike Gundy seriously, um, like being all sad with that mullet. It, like seeing him after the game in a sullen manner, I was like, "How can you be? I, just, I just have to laugh
0: you know what's weird about the mullet though? like didn't he like he didn't have the mullet always did he i feel like he committed to it a few years ago and he he just kept it
1: he just got it a year or two ago and it was like pretty much as a joke
0: yeah but he like now like legit has like a full grown out mullet like he's like in roadhouse at this
1: point he's gonna go down up there and like as a top 10 mullet i think
0: yeah you know, but it, I just I, I do appreciate that he like started something and then was like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm going to wear my hair like I'm in, you know, I'm Patrick Swayze <laughs> in 1988. Like he's, he's literally done that and walked around like that, gone to Subway like that for the last whatever amount of years. So, um, well,
1: in other news, though,
0: a mere,
1: news. a mere 13 months ago, the Holy Trinity of Louisville Athletics, Rick Pitino, Papa John and Bobby Petrino were all intact. True. All all three of them are
0: gone. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Louisville is in shambles. Louisville is in shambles. This that's for sure. I mean, for a school that, yeah, basically was like I I mean, they won the national championship in basketball, and then we're we're kind of close-ish. I guess you can make a. At least they were they were pretty pretty strong. The one Lamar Jackson year.
1: I mean, if you have a Heisman winner, that's pretty legit. Especially
0: for for some some. You know, not that big school in Kentucky. You know, right? Um, I mean, I think you gotta I think you gotta you gotta add some respect to that. Um, I don't and now,
1: and now it becomes like people are talking about Jeff Brom, and I think that he'd be stupid to leave what he's in now. I don't think it's barely even a step up, and you have to start all over in a program that's sort of in shambles, in my opinion. I don't see him leaving Purdue.
0: Yeah, I you know I I wouldn't I don't know, I I would I would stay at Purdue if I were him. That that's what that's where I'm going with it. Um, I don't know other games this weekend. Just having a old look at it. Oh, Ohio State, Michigan State. That was actually a pretty good defensive game until Michigan State like snapped a touchdown in their own end zone, which was ridiculous, and basically just like actively lost the game. Um, you know. Again, Ohio State does not look tremendous on either side of the football. Um, You know, I know Dwayne Haskins is kind of still, you know, highly touted as an NFL prospect, but they cannot run the football and their defense has more holes than Swiss cheese. So, have to see.
1: Not what What we're used to seeing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this this really is weird to have an Ohio State team that like actually cannot run the football. It's very it's really weird. You know, I can't remember the last time that that's that that's happened. I mean, they've had they've had, you know, RPO offenses like, and like and versatile, you know, guys that play like, you know, wildcat or or whatever, but um, you know, and different guys running the ball, but they like they cannot run the ball at any level and they've got a pro-style quarterback, so you know, they can't do the old Trace McSorley is the leading rusher on the team situation. So, um, I don't know. I didn't, I mean, I watched some of these games, you know, but it really, it really was kind of an, uh, I mean, I think you see that from the CFP rankings, um, kind of a, not that alarming weekend in college football. Um, you know, thank God we have this week to be riveted over.
1: Japan. Oh yeah. You
0: know. Um. But uh, I don't know. I guess, well, let's let's just have a look at cause whatever. I guess this is the first time. I don't know why they keep, like, flashing the status if it's amazing. But this is the first time that I guess the top, whatever it is, top 10 has not changed from week to week in college football playoff system. Um, so, you know, top 10 is exactly the same as it was last week. Syracuse seems to have moved up. UCF is, is still trying to claw their way in, you know. Penn State moved up. Kentucky somehow still in the top 20 after a a very bad loss to Tennessee. Um, And Mississippi State blown out 21. You know, so
1: (laughs) I know how you feel about that.
0: I, you know, I this whole SEC East thing is really starting to piss me off. You know, I'm like at a certain like um, Mississippi State, I will say this Mississippi State, I think, has a pretty good defense, but like. The truth of the matter is, like John said, they're two and four in conference, which is ridiculous. Um, you know, and at some point, like Joe Moorhead is a good coach. Yeah, the, you know Fitzgerald can throw the football down the field sometimes, and their defensive, you know, fronts their their front seven are pretty good, but they're not winning football games. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know where we draw the line here. And Kentucky, come on, man. You know Kentucky hasn't scored more than twenty points since September. Like Yeah,
1: that's... That, that offense is not uh, it, I don't know. It's a tough one. I I mean there's Kentucky's a tough a tough cookie for me to crack because I mean you know, they have some pretty good wins on the on the dock at Florida, you know, at the zoo Um and then, you know, and all good teams that with you know with the, with the exception of Tennessee that they've lost to, but uh, I mean, yes, set, I mean seventeen after kind of getting killed by Tennessee. I don't. Know. That's a that's a tough one to swallow for me as well.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd rather yeah. I'd rather see you know, someone different, you know, up there, even like a Boise State or a, I don't know, just some, you... somebody else.
0: Yeah. Did you see the play? I don't even know what game this was, but there's a play where the Tennessee, where this was like earlier on in the season, where he like, he's running, he catches the ball, he's running into the end zone. He literally throws it out the back of the end zone before he gets there. So he essentially screws over his own touchdown, no, was not hit at all, just essentially bobbles the football after he's been running with it and screws himself over. Oh, no, I gotta I didn't send you see that. that. I gotta send you that. It's like the stupidest play. I was with Tennessee fans when it happened, and they were they were infuriated, I don't think is a, is a very appropriate word. It's probably something that's much more vicious than that that describes that. But, um, yeah, I mean, in general, college football rankings, generally the same. Northwestern cracks in this week, finally. Um, now clinching that's, the West.
1: The team um, that lost to Akron.
0: The team that lost to Akron and Duke, I believe. Um,
1: yeah. Well, So, so that's uh, a question. Do you put... Do you put stock into the, oh, this team's playing well in November sort of vibe and t- discount those early losses or do you count them more or less equally?
0: Well, so this, I guess this will link into our, to our second question. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the what the hell have you done for me lately? What do you look like now? Philosophy, right? Um, and I think... You know, we, we've seen some of that mindset kind of get rewarded in the past. Like when, when Penn State played USC, um, USC getting into the Rose Bowl was based on that logic, right? Of USC was just playing tremendously well um, down the stretch of the season. Um,
1: well, Ohio State 14, to me, is the ultimate example of that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no. And that's well, think about it like this. Ohio State was they came in as a four slot there, right? Right. So you've had two between Alabama and Ohio State. You've had two four slots win the title game. You know, you know, Ohio State did it handily. Um, so I don't know. I am I this this I think it brings up the interesting question of like do we look at overall resume like I I, I would contend right now that Michigan is playing better football than Notre Dame right now. Yeah. I guess you look at head to head and you say okay, first game of the year, Michigan drops to Notre Dame. And and was was a pretty I don't want to say it was a rout, but you know, Notre Dame won that game pretty handily. The score made it look closer than it really was. Um, you know. But I would say no. I don't know, man. I think Michigan's playing a lot better. I think you can make a case for Michigan being 3 um instead of Notre Dame. Um
1: but Notre Dame had Wimbush in that game instead of Book. They're a better team with Book. Definitely,
0: but I don't know. You know,
1: it, but yeah, it's a tough question. I just kind of want to bring it up because some people are talking about Notre Dame, Michigan, whether or not they should flip flop. Uh, you know, I I respect the head to head, even like because why do you play the game in September if it doesn't count in November? That's my that's my ultimate theory.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's. I don't know. This, I guess, this brings up the question of like of 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 scheduling, you know, that I think we we kind of wanted to segue into, um, you know. I I have a bone to pick, Southeastern Conference, uh, whatever you are, commissioners. What what? I'm sorry. What the fuck is going on here? There are three SEC conference games this weekend, three, in the entire fucking conference, like. I don't know. I mean, and i you hear this from the SEC people are like you got to gear up for the big game. I'm like everyone else has to has has a big game the following week. Why do you guys get this weird week off and get to go sit on some win early on in the season against a Power Five and then you get to play Liberty, you know, late right. in the season? Like it's and I think it's just bad for football. Like this this is the time, right? Especially with with this playoff situation that there is the opportunity for, in my mind, right. It was, we saw this before with, with the, the logic of uh, of Penn state as a big 10 winner being excluded. Right. Is the best there. They kept saying, we're trying to put the best teams in the country. And I would say, or the best team, the, the teams are playing whatever the best football right now. Right. Which I think comes into that as well. I'm like, um, well, uh, it's hard for me to judge your November stretch if we have Liberty or the Citadel or Georgia Southern in there. Cause I'm like, this is just a free, you guys could put in your backups and win this damn game. Like, and you probably should um, just, I mean, as a case in point here, Alabama's a 51 and a half point favorite over the Citadel this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, I've, I have no problem with the tune up game in, in, Whenever week twelve, it it makes for a very like boring week. But I mean, it shouldn't matter whether you play your gym game week one or two or twelve. But what I do have a problem with though is when you brought this up, I started thinking about it. The SEC, you know, has an eight-game conference schedule, and you know I, I'm trying to think which other conferences have the nine-game. I know the Big Ten, I, th- Pac-12. I think, the Pac-12. Yeah, and. And the thing about that is, is that the SEC, even though they have four non-conference games, they pretty much every SEC team only schedules one big out of conference,
0: yeah. and so
1: that gives them three cupcakes. And and so you're talking about if you know a Big Ten or Pac-12 team scheduled three cupcakes as their non-conference, they would get crushed. Like everyone would say, they have such a weak non like such a week schedule, such a week non conference slate, whatever, blah blah blah. But the SEC pretty much has that every year. They have the SEC has three cupcakes all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean right, go ahead, sorry.
1: Well I was just gonna say and you think about Alabama's schedule, I mean obviously they tried to schedule a big game against Louisville, it just didn't pan out that way. But th- but then it ends up with their non conference slate being Louisville, Arkansas State Louisiana Lafayette and the Citadel, you know, so all of a sudden they're, you know, they're the best S&P plus out of those teams is 64 for Arkansas state. Like, so that's just, that's just a pathetic non-conference schedule, but it's, it's something that, you know, no one is really talking about. I mean, obviously they're so, they're so good. They should be number one, but I'm just thinking, you know, across the national landscape, if it was a different team, you know, the conversation might be a little different. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I agree, you know, and and I think the other thing here is it's they're not playing non-conference like they're not playing group of five opponents. They're playing FCS teams like this is really like there's a difference like like if Penn State moved the pit game to the second to last game of the year. Right. I don't think anyone has a fucking problem with that. Right. I don't even think they have a problem. We, We move Kent State around. Right. You know or anybody in the group of five right it's it's in some ways it's it's both the timing and the type of team that everyone plays like they're not going out there to play you know anyone that 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 is really you know sort of in that second tier that that you should beat but like could get a little scrappy um it the teams are playing are just not even close um and it it really the, uh, the my problem with it is is, you know the SEC I guess you know all, I mean I don't know there hasn't been a playoff with SEC in it at this point right um, and it's the only conference to get two, um, it just to me it feels a little sketchy to have them be able like you know like I said to just kind of have a rest week for all their starters, um, you know. And, and not even, like, it's not, like I said, they're not playing a game where, like, there's any concern. Right. right? You know, it, it's, not, it's not Kent State. It's not Toledo. It's not, you know, th- th- there's a lot of teams you could play where I think people wouldn't have a problem with it. It's the, it's the you're playing crap, you know? <laughs> like, at the bottom line is, is you're playing crap teams, sitting your starters, you know, you know, they're hanging out in the locker room, getting massages and crap, so you can go out and play the Iron Bowl. That's it, you know I don't
1: know it's, it's just not i mean for fans like us, it's just zero fun, yeah, like yeah. no one no one wants to see these games, no one's talking about these games when like college football should be you know reaching its climax, mm-hmm. it has this has this lull, it's just you know for us, it's no fun I, I understand why they do it
0: uh, i mean it I doesn't I get mean why I have they... to like it i get why they do it but like i said i mean it, and i i agree with you from an entertainment standpoint like th- this is the point in the year when things could actually get really chaotic right you know the the whole stretch of november um you know things could get really really hairy and you kind of take a lot of the fun of that away when you play liberty you know and i'm like oh man like i i looking at this schedule this weekend i'm like I, I don't even know what to say about this, this schedule. This is terrible. Like, I might not even watch any games. <laughs> like, that, that's how bad it is, you know? Um, yeah, there's
1: some that, there were some that I like, but then not very many. Well, I, it, it turned out that the game that I wanted to watch the most this weekend, I can't even watch, because it's on the stupid Longhorn Network.
0: Oh. The Iowa State-Texas Texas game. Yeah, Iowa State-Texas. It's on the Longhorn Network?
1: Yeah, it's on the Longhorn Network.
0: No, I see it's on watching so, his pants too. Yeah, you can get it?
1: Oh, score.
0: Um, do you get yeah. the Longhorn
1: Network down in down in Texas?
0: Hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> Are you you're horny for the Longhorn Network?
0: I I love how the long I just like how the Longhorn Network like I just love how the Big Twelve has agreed to like just let Texas have all the money like and and no other conference does that like you know. Big 10 like yeah there's profit sharing and there's like revenue based profit sharing you know ACC I'm sure is similar <laughs> the Longhorn Network is your primary network for the for the Big 12 right you know it's just very it's very weird that they would all agree to that you know um like Oklahoma wouldn't be like it's not like Oklahoma is a team with no history you know
1: no history no money yeah
0: yeah it it it, it feels a little weird to me but no, th- some of this is, I will say, is a virtue of like teams just not being good this year that that usually are contenders. Like you've got USC, UCLA th- this weekend, which you know is a classic. Um, I might keep an eye on that just because it's it's kind of a fun rivalry, um, you know. But Cincinnati, UCF, I guess is kind of the the uh, you know we'll find out if UCF gets through that, then they just bolster that, that resume even more. Um, and then West Virginia, Oklahoma state. I mean, again, it's probably going to be another 52 49 game. So why the hell not, you know, tune into that. Um, I do yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: yeah. There's some, there's some intrigue, but big 10 is pretty, pretty dry. It's, to me, it's just the big 12. I'm yeah, about the Big Twelve this week.
0: Yeah, what's your feeling on uh, Syracuse Notre Dame?
1: Notre Dame is gonna crush them. I'm telling you right now.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my feeling too. Oh you know, wait, it's in Yankee Stadium.
1: It's in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Oh. It's a it's a Notre Dame home game in Yankee Stadium.
0: Totally. There's just gonna be a bunch of old white guys. You know.
1: No, Yankee, I mean I mean like Notre Dame sacrificed the home game to play there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, I, I think they're just going to smother him Book book is coming back, and someone on here needs to have their head screwed on straight and pick Notre Dame when they're clearly going to win a football game. So, I guess that person's going to have to be me.
0: Um, I, I I guess can I let me see if I can play devil's advocate for Syracuse. I mean, they have two losses that are both by <laughs> four points. What four points against Clemson and seven against Pitt. You know, and uh, you know, then they beat the vaunted NC State. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, they beat Florida State. I mean, that's a good program, right?
1: Um... Florida State is is hot garbage. That's another thing I, I just can't latch on to is the the Florida State love of this podcast that or the first couple episodes
0: i just the the Florida State love doesn't come from any form of love in my mind. it really comes more from the the concept that I, they have I don't so much like, talent yeah I don't like playing athletic talented well recruited teams you know if, if i'm uh, like especially like as if I'm a Notre Dame or somebody where like I've got a lot to lose and those guys have nothing you know um like i, I and maybe the one where we and I'll make the last prediction on on Florida State. I do not think this will happen. But if they were going to do anything, maybe Florida Florida State is a more interesting game than than it it looks like it could be, um, because there's you know a level of hate in that rivalry, um, you know. But that's that's a full on you know Skip Bayless prediction. If I'm being honest, um, with no statistical backing whatsoever. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I I would agree. I think Notre Dame is is going to completely take a dump on Syracuse. And uh and uh you know.
1: Well, we should let the podcast world know that will correspondent will has Syracuse knocking off Notre Dame this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They have the over under at 65 for that game.
1: That's that seems a little high for me. I mean, I, I guess I, I mean the under. I guess Syracuse and like, you know, Eric Dungy and all that. They can they can score pretty well. But Notre Dame usually keeps it pretty low well in, you know, in their games. That defense is pretty legit.
0: Yeah, Notre Dame, 19 points allowed per game on average. Um, otherwise, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty similar outside of Syracuse. Allows a ton more yards. Um, so, you know, I, the, the other question you've always got to ask is like, and, and I know, like, I feel like an asshole asking it, but, like, how does Syracuse perform outside the Dome? You know, I feel like if they win the big game, it's inside the Dome.
1: I know. If this was, if this was in the Carrier Dome, I would have a hard time picking against Q's. Just because they always seem to pull off one pretty big win in there. And it's, it's a strange place to play. Like, you're not used to it.
0: Yeah. Coming it's in a, there. It's a weird, that's a weird place to play. I mean, sure. it's no,
1: it's no kibby dome, but it's pretty weird. It's no kibby
0: dome. Um, um, speaking of the kibby dome, we'll just shift. This is what I want to talk about, right? All right, we're we're Penn State people, right? So you know, you look at the bowl projections here. I don't, I don't trust me as a Penn State fan. I do not believe that we deserve the Fiesta Bowl this year, but we're kind of right behind Florida in that in that argument, right? If, like Florida's, I guess the the favorite on most places to get the Fiesta Bowl, while we'll get the Citrus Bowl. Um But again, it kind of brings up this this concept of Florida's playing freaking Idaho this weekend. Like, I, I, you know, like I get it. We're both seven and three, but like the way we got to eight and three. I mean, I'm not trying to say we played the vaunted Rutgers to get eight and three, but I'm gonna say I think I think playing Rutgers is is. Shockingly, probably harder than playing Idaho. Like, you know,
1: Rutgers is at least like a team. Yeah, like, I don't know. They're at least a Big Ten football team.
0: Yeah, like they have um. recruits. <laughs> 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 they didn't just they didn't just get a bunch of farm boys, you know, and be like, "Here's a pig scale," you know. They Rutgers is not an
1: FCS independent.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and we, we know how we know how we feel about Idaho on this podcast. Like, I, I don't know. I just like this is the crap. I think you look at. All right. So maybe the way that, that we get some help here is if LSU kind of drops out of favor, they're not going to do that this week because they are also playing a cupcake. I'm pretty sure
1: they're playing rice, which is a cupcake.
0: Right. Rice is known for its business school, not for fricking. Football. Yeah. Um but uh, next week they play the Aggies.
1: They're going to Caulfield. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which could be, which could get sketchy and, and maybe that hurts Florida if, if LSU has a nasty looking loss. Um you know, which would put L S U in at what? Uh, eight and yeah, they'd be they would end nine and three.
1: I do think Penn State ends up in a New Year's six. I don't think that like we deserve it, but considering how well the team travels and the fact that that sadly is a factor. Yeah, I think they somehow I think they get in.
0: It is weird, like bowl season, like how like politicized bowl season is. <laughs> like it's it's like sort of based on merit, but like after a certain amount of bowls, it's like not really anymore.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like how can we make the most money?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole concept, like, I like, trust me, I like the bowls in general, but conceptually it's weird. Like, you know, you're like, you get to go here and then we're gonna give you a bunch of free shit, you know, right. and we're gonna, like, all walk around and go to dinner and, you know, like, it. it's just, it's just an odd, <laughs> like, you know. Uh, it's one of those
1: things where it's like, why do we do it like this? Oh, because we've always done it like this. That's the only reason.
0: Yeah, no, completely. Completely, completely. And it's like, you know, you think about like bowl eligibility, and you're like, this year, actually, this year, I think as compared to last year, there's, there, there might, I was reading, there might not be enough bowls, is what I've read. Um, There, there may be too many teams with six wins.
1: Oh, that's uh, good. I um, hate, I hate when those five win teams get in.
0: No, but this year, there's, this, this year, they might have to exclude people that are bowl eligible. is what they were saying. Well, thank Uh, you. you know, which, yeah, like, again, kind of, you know, all that, all that's going to do, though, is they're they're just going to create a new stupid bull. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some assholes from New York are going to be like, yeah, we're going to create the Halls uh, Breezers, uh, you know, lozenge bull. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know.
1: Yeah, every, every team gets a case of lozenges.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. This is the Qdoba uh, Queso Bowl, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude. That that sounds like a great bowl to me.
0: That would be a great one. Yeah, yeah. The Kidoba Queso Bowl. You know, if you got like an endless supply of Qdoba Queso, you know, like lifetime, you just that. How good would that be? You just show a card, and they're like, "We got you. We'll fill you a cup." You're like, "Thanks." I wouldn't go to any other bowls if that was the case. I don't give a shit about the Rose Bowl at that point. You
1: just you just lose on purpose to make sure you get in the queso bowl.
0: Yeah. What are the um what are the um the playoff bowls this year, you know?
1: Uh no, offhand.
0: Let's see. Playoff bowls. 28 in Um da, da, da. cotton. And okay. orange. Orange. The Orange Bowl. Um, yeah. I was actually, I remember looking at this because I was like, oh, that'd be sweet if we made it to the Cotton Bowl because then I could go. It's only like a four hour drive from here.
1: Yeah. Too too bad about that.
0: Yeah. i going to go.
1: You can see it's Alabama crazy. play uh, Michigan or something.
0: Yeah. I can watch the 59 point destruction of Michigan. You
1: know? I mean, that would be fun.
0: I kind of, all I really hope here. And maybe this I don't know. I think that I think that there's a better chance for chaos if Michigan goes to the third slot instead of Notre Dame. Because not because I think that gives me two pieces of satisfaction. Alabama will get to just destroy Notre Dame again, which is I think everyone likes that, you know. But I think Michigan's got a better shot against Clemmie in my opinion, you know. So I don't know. It'll get interesting if Ohio State wins, and then by some weirdness they have to play Clemson again—the <laughs> old thirty-one-nothing game. That—that yeah. that was the most infuriating thing to watch.
1: Well, I mean, if Ohio State wins out and goes up against like an Oklahoma that wins out, who do you take? Though,
0: who do I take?
1: I, yeah, oh yeah! I, I used to think Ohio State controls their own destiny, but now I don't know. I think that that's might a good be, question. I a little really bit of good. help.
0: Well, so the it'll be a question of it'll be a question of big wins versus big losses, right? Because Oklahoma's loss is a pretty good one, and they almost freaking won the game. Still, you know, like right? Texas nearly blew that. Um, uh, and you could say blah, blah, blah. But outside of that, the Big 12 across the board is kind of weak. Who has Oklahoma beaten? You know?
1: I, I mean, in, th- in this scenario, they probably will have beaten West Virginia twice, which would really boost the resume for them.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I, I personally think that Iowa State is going to the Big 10 or the Big 12 championship, but that's. uh. It's a different argument for a different time. But, uh, it, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, the, the other thing about Ohio State is their... Uh, well, I guess if they beat Michigan, that'll be their big win. But, you know, the Penn State win sort of lost its shine a little bit. Um, the TCU win lost its shine a little bit. It, yeah, the, they don't look quite as... Their resume doesn't look quite as good as it usually does.
0: They really, like... I mean, I'm not trying to say... Their best win at this point is over Iowa State. Right?
1: The Sooners? Yeah. Oh, obviously. Um
0: I mean, you could say, you could say Gundy, you know, which I you know, I give him I give him credit for that. It's weird cuz the weird part about that is you're kind of choosing between two teams that have similar traits. In that they both of them don't have a defense, it's just Oklahoma's offense is better, you know? Yeah, like, but then Ohio State, like, if they beat Michigan, you're like, okay, well, they beat Penn State if Penn State finishes at like 11, right? Because of some shakeups, right? They say, well, they sure. beat Penn State in the whiteout game, and and like, I, I will give them credit, that's hard to do, right? Um, and they beat a number four Michigan that like is on their whole revenge tour situation, like uh, that's, that's a lot of good wins, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Like, I I don't know. Michigan state this weekend, like, I guess they fell out. So that doesn't really count anymore, you know, but I don't know. So wait, well, Oklahoma, they'll play West Virginia. And then if Iowa state like doesn't sneak in there, they'll just play West Virginia again. That's how this is going to so, go down. So the,
1: the Big Twelve situation is, West Virginia needs to needs either Iowa State to lose one, and basically lose to Texas this weekend, uh, or or they need to win out, and they have Oklahoma State this weekend, and they have Oklahoma on the last week of the year. Yeah. So. So I think the the odds are that. You know, either one of, the two, one of those two things will happen mm-hmm. if you're going to play the odds. Um, and so that would be West Virginia, Oklahoma, two weeks in a row.
0: Yeah, that would be weird,
1: though, man. Well, the, do you know what the ironic thing is, though? They, they moved Bedlam like two or three weeks back because they were afraid of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State playing two weeks in a row.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Wow, that's interesting. See, but like this is the stuff like you know shitting on the SEC. This is the stuff that I like. Like, look at the way the Big Twelve schedules. It's shit. Like all the good games are, are down the stretch. You know, like you gotta wait till November to see like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like West Virginia, Oklahoma State. You know, all these better games. Texas Tech is usually later for these teams. TCU is usually later. Um right. You know, and then they'll they'll kind of get their dumb games out of the way early. Um but I don't know. Yeah, West Virginia, this is a rough little run here that they've got. They like theoretically they would have had Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Um uh, not even theoretically, that's what they have. Um which on paper, could have been brutal before the season, um, you know, if Gary Patterson's team was better. I don't right. think Gundy's team is bad. I just think no. that they, they're on the wrong end of the stick, you know.
1: No, and West Virginia has to go to two Stillwater, which is always tough. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I could easily see West Virginia losing that game, and then you know, if that happened, they'd pretty much be – a goner from the Big 12 title game.
0: Yeah. That would, be, that would be really interesting. So, my gut would say that if Ohio State beat Michigan, I I, I feel like the committee would put them in. I, I don't know.
1: Just knowing the history, you would have to think that they would, too. Right? Like, I... At... Because they would say that Ohio State has the biggest win. They beat Michigan, who was in our top four. Yeah. And and whatever, you know. And then yeah. they'll say they they'll say Ohio State didn't have it one night in October, and we're going to give them a mulligan for that one. I don't know. It's, it's happened before.
0: Well, they didn't do that last year, though. That Iowa loss did hurt Ohio State, you know. In the old debate no. of Bama, Ohio State, which is I, Bama versus anyone is a hard argument. Like, that's a kind of a unique argument, but I don't know. So, like, it, it's so, weird. So, do
1: blowout losses change things a little bit?
0: I, okay. So, blowout losses, blowout losses, I, I don't know how much stock I put into them, right? Like, because I think that there's a lot of things that can go wrong in a blowout loss that like the committee for whatever reason fails to take into account, like whether that's injuries, backup quarterbacks, um, you know, or sometimes there's just some shit where like you, you're just turning the ball over left and right. And you, it doesn't really, it's like out of the norm. Um, so I, I, I don't know the whole like margin of loss thing is weird.
1: Um, but we know for a fact that the committee does use that. Because in 16 with Penn State, they said they were non-competitive oh, oh, yeah. against Michigan. In the Michigan game, yeah. So they, they okay. could easily say the same thing uh, this year about Ohio State if they wanted to. But, I mean, that, that's, a, that's their thing, though. They have a very selective, selective memory. They'll, they'll use it as an argument if it helps what they decided or, you know, opposite
0: yeah I mean it, it's the same like on the flip of this, like like you can make the case that like Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State this past weekend, and that's great for them, but they they were one two point conversion away from not winning that game, you know like i I, yeah. I don't know it, it's it's weird it's weird to like to like award a one point win, right. You can go and a win's a win, and then go like, well, a loss though, right? Right. How bad was and it's and like I said, I think some of the times that you see these blowouts, I don't think that it's necessarily characteristic of the way that the team that got blowout. I I don't know if it's that's you like sometimes there are other factors at play, whether that's you know injuries or what have you. Like I, I will say. Like and even thinking on like the Michigan game with Penn State this year, I I, I don't get me wrong, we would have lost that game, but that game just got out of hand. Like it it really just it would have. I mean, barring some stupidity, it probably would have finished like thirty four to seven, right? You know, and it instead ended up going, you know, what was it forty two seven?
1: Oh yeah, forty two seven.
0: Well, maybe, I don't know. Like, the, when, when we started throwing, like, picks left and right, you know, and Trace goes down and then Tommy Stevens threw that dumb pick, I'm like, okay, we're just, like, you're just shooting yourself in the foot here, just repeatedly, you know. Um, I don't know. I, you can, you can get blown
1: out and you can still end up being good. I mean, we saw it with 16 Penn State.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and, what's weird is, like, that year was so weird because, think, like, that was with uh, USC got, had a bunch of bad losses to start the year and then went nine straight. Oklahoma well, got... 16, louder. USC
1: got blown out by Alabama that year, didn't they?
0: 52 to 7 or something. It was, like, a terrible game. Um, and then <laughs> Oklahoma had that shit loss against Ohio State. You know? Um where they got I don't remember the score of that but I think it was 30 something to like 14 um you know and then Oklahoma looked like world beater down the stretch um it's weird because it's like the weird thing with the playoff is it's like this this might be the first year where I don't think anyone really is arguing for any more than four teams this year you know yeah which is weird right
1: well, yeah. it's because if the top four take care of business, it's going to be obvious who the top four yeah. should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you won't have – you'll have an undefeated Alabama. You'll have an undefeated Clemson, more than likely. You'll more than likely have an undefeated Notre Dame. You know? And then Michigan will have – if they do beat Ohio State, will have one loss, right? Whereas previous years, there's been more one-loss teams. Uh, I'm.
1: I'm going to go on record and say that I think the top four is going to take care of business. We're going to see the same top four in the playoff. You think? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying right now.
0: Huh. Well, I I don't know if I'm comfortable yet saying that. I I I just I can visualize Harbaugh just throwing his headset, (laughs) And and I don't know why it just is in my head, but like. That game's in Columbus, right?
1: Game is in Columbus.
0: <sighs> see, that, that's... Th- this is interesting, because, like, how many years has it been since Michigan was in a driver's seat of anything? <laughs> you know? And I needed mean, to win that game.
1: It's in Michigan's nature to blow it, but... I, I don't know. I see this as the year that Michigan does their uncharacter- something uncharacteristic.
0: Maybe. Um, I, don't, I, I feel like it, you're, you're going to have some, like, you know, he's, hardball, he's never beaten Ohio State, right? That's his thing.
1: Never beaten Ohio State.
0: Yeah. So I, I, feel, like, I feel like this is going to – I can just feel like we're going to be talking about – like you're going to be talking to some Michigan fans that are just livid, even though they had the best year they've had in a, a while, you know, because they didn't get through the last barrier. Uh, if
1: if Michigan loses on, like, some, like, weird call that they're talking about for, like, two more decades, that would be just the most glorious thing I could ever imagine.
0: Oh, yeah. The old, uh, the old, did he get it? Did he get to the line?
1: Was it holding? Like, something like that. Like, just super judgment call, or like a pass interference. Oh, it would, it would just make my life.
0: All right. Second, new hypothetical here odds of northwestern being able to beat out of those teams
1: that's a tough one i i mean i could see it happening i can i can envision it but um
0: that screws up like to- if that happens northwestern would screw up the entire bowl season Literally, because they would go to the Rose Bowl, they'd bump everyone, right? Everyone would get like bumped into weird bowls, like what the fuck, you know?
1: Yeah, I just, I just sort of think that you win the you win the big game against your rival, and then I think you're sort of riding a high. You have more talent than the other team. You're on a neutral site, and mm. your your talent just sort of sort of t- you know shows out, takes it away. I don't know. I could, could completely go the opposite way. You could you could make the reverse argument and be like, well, you know, Harbaugh slayed the beast. He's so excited that his team doesn't get up for the, for yeah. the championship game. I don't know, but I, I sort of see it the other way. Thinking about it,
0: I, I'm just excited that whoever whoever it is, it's going to be like a sea of either uh, maize and gold, and then like a little bit of purple, or a sea red and a little bit of purple. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty confident if you talk to people from Chicago, they'd be like, Northwestern is the Big Ten title game? (laughs) Like, the lack of care.
1: I I know an Ohio State fan who uh, has friends who bought tickets to the Big Ten championship game preseason.
0: Oh, wow. Confident.
1: Those assholes are cocky. Yeah, they are.
0: Um, But I guess, you know, we've talked about, probably belabored some points here. Um, I think we should move on to uh, a brief, a brief hate on a team, you know, our our weekly segment of why your team sucks. Um, uh, You know, Chris, feel free to chime in here, but it was nominated earlier in the week and I, and I appreciated this as somebody from New Jersey. Uh, This week we'll be covering Rutgers and why Rutgers sucks. Um, There's a lot of reason Rutgers sucks Um, as a football team. Uh, they lay claim to one national title game in like 1869. And it's not a national title game or or national championship, rather. Um, It's not. It's the
1: one and one that year.
0: Yeah, they were one and one against Princeton. They played Princeton twice. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy who named them the national uh, champion also named Princeton the national champion that year. His name is Parky Davis or Park. I don't even know Park Davis. He basically named all the national championships from like the 1860s through like 19 something or other, and gave Princeton about 30 of them because he went to Princeton because he's an asshole. Um, but long and the short, Rutgers has never done anything, and the fact that they actually take that and like use that as or they they acknowledge that is is completely that's just trash to me. Like. Come on, Rutgers, you know. Have some pride, you know. Have some pride in the fact that you suck. Um, I don't know, but you know, we're more familiar with with modern rutgers. Um, this year's rutgers, 2018 Rutgers is on a in a historically bad season, which which says a lot for them. <laughs> um they have one win against Texas State, who I believe is the worst team in in their shit conference. Um and yeah, basically they got blown out by Kansas, and Buffalo, and Illinois, <laughs> uh, and Maryland. Somehow lost by three points to Northwestern, but uh, then recently uh, got blown out by Michigan. So it's been a bad year for the Scarlet Knights, for sure. Uh, and that says something, because looking at 2016... They did not score a point against Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, or Michigan. But this year is worse than that year. Um, so, yeah, the Rutgers is. I don't even know why we allowed them in the Big Ten. They just seem to not care, which bothers me. Like, you're, you're making us all look bad here. You really
1: are. Well, they're the, the, the pathway to New York. Yeah, they're the they're the bridge to New York City. I mean, that's oh, why they're in. Okay, so I feel let's just. Sorry. I feel like the two teams playing Yankee Stadium this weekend are a better bridge to New York than Rutgers.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Other things that, that I was thinking about with Rutgers, Leonte Carew, their, their, I think, all-time leading receiver, uh, and Ray Rice are both known for the same thing, which is beating women. <laughs> um, you know, so, nice job there, Kyle Flutter, Shiano, whoever the fuck that was. Um, better yet, Kyle Flood, I think, had some of the best seasons that Rutgers has had in like 20 years while he was there Um, and got basically fired from the program for all the the crazy bullshit that he was allowing to happen. And uh, I look at where he is now. He's an offensive assistant at the Atlanta Falcons. So that's the level of coach you have, just so you're aware, Rutgers. His, His next, he went from a head coach of a college football team to an offensive assistant. But an NFL team. This is not strong stuff. You know. No. No. Not definitely. Not strong. I heard, um, I heard
1: that there were some uh, calls to bring Shiano
0: back. Well he. Like. That's he a- had like the best record over time with them. You know. Uh, although he did have like. I think he had like five losing years. When he started out. Um, but. we just hate on Rutgers as a school really quick. It's got like four campuses. Which is completely needless. Because it's all in the same fucking place. It's all in Piscataway. And yet, whoever the fuck in New Jersey designed the campus was like, or these campuses was like, well, let's, let's have like Bush, let's have Livingston, let's do all these. And it makes no sense. It's like, why? Who wants to go to a school where they have to get on a bus guaranteed to go to fucking class? Who? Right? I get it. There are schools. You can live outside of the school and have to take a bus. But at Rutgers, There's a good chance that you're going to take a fucking course that's at another goddamn campus. And why is there another campus? I don't fucking know. Just because it's a (laughs) shitty state school and it's badly designed. The other things I hate about Rutgers, when I took a summer class there, their fucking parking tickets were like $140. It was insane. And they get you for this, like you park at like six fucking... Like, if, if, like, it was free parking after 6, you park at, like, five they'd get you on a parking ticket. Fucking really pissed me off.
1: So, here, there. I guess since it's a state school, it's, like, state police or, or, like, some sort of public police that writes out the tickets. I don't even know. Because, cause like, if you got a parking ticket, like, at um, Duquesne, where my wife went, like, it, it just didn't matter because it was private property. So, like, they had no one, inf- they couldn't enforce anything unless... You, like, got several tickets.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, so that, that is true. So uh, uh, I, it, it, I know in New Jersey, if you don't pay Rutgers parking tickets, they'll put out a warrant on your, on your plate, your license plate, which is completely mm, yeah. fucking insane. And I remember at Penn State, I used to get parking tickets, and I used to never pay them because I was not from Pennsylvania. I didn't have Pennsylvania plates. So I knew they could never get to me. Uh, oh, okay. So... You know, a little fun fact there. But across the board, Rutgers is a shitty school. I have friends that go there um, and and have gone there in the past. Uh, You know, I've I've been down there a million times. It's not really a nice campus, whichever one you're talking about. And there's not really a nice, like, town to go with it. Like, Piscataway, there's always shootings and shit going down. (laughs) You know, when they had Rutgers Fest, like, a few years ago, there were, like, six people that got shot you know i i don't know There if you say as a person who's from new jersey like you think like in pennsylvania you say like oh where'd you go to cool, and you're like oh penn state people are like nice you know right or like you, i don't know if you're if you're in like if you're from louisiana and you're like oh i went to lsu everyone's like nice i'm from new jersey if you tell me i went you went to rutgers i'm just like oh jesus that sucks <laughs> <laughs> um but that's does, really all I have to hate does on. Does
1: Rutgers, from like an athletic standpoint, do they have sort of the uh, like Napoleonic complex where, like, they're small but they try and puff out their chests and and tout their accomplishments, or, the, or has it just come to a point of apathy that 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 they don't even do that? I
0: I think that they like they they like try to puff out their chest. and like truthfully this is what's weird is I'm not saying that like New Jersey is like a hot but be- it's not like Pennsylvania or like you know, Texas as far as like football recruits, but there's some pretty good fucking kids that come out of New Jersey and Rutgers just loses left and right. You know, can't get these kids to go to their school, you know, which I get it. Why would you go to high point solution stadium? That thing is a piece of shit. You
1: know, if Harbaugh just hires your high school coach, I mean, yeah, that's like, that's like, it's all those Jersey recruits.
0: Yeah, that is true. You know, I, I don't know. All I will say is this, is, like, I, for the teams that recently joined the Big Ten, like, I can see Maryland, like, you know, kind of getting it together. Like, give them some time, right? I don't see Rutgers ever getting it together. (laughs) Like, I I feel like they will be the perennial punching bag, you know, the team that, like, they're going to be our Vanderbilt, you know.
1: The whipping boy.
0: Yeah, the old whipping boy. And the year that they get eight wins, everyone's going to shit a brick. You know. But I, I just don't know why. If I could go and talk to Jim Delaney, I would have been like, don't do this. Don't do it. Trust me. You don't want these kids. Um, but, yeah. You know, fuck off, Rutgers. Um, and, you yeah, know, like I said, you and your, your ten campuses that are needlessly spaced apart for no apparent reason. Um, I don't know. We're getting near the end of uh, what we want to talk about here, but I think we should have a brief look ahead to uh, rivalry week. Because this weekend in college football is just so exhilarating. You know, we don't want to uh, we don't talk about it too much. We're just going to look to the weekend beyond it. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll start at we start with the Apple Cup. We'll start with the Apple Cup. Feelings on the Apple Cup.
1: Um, where's where's the Apple Cup?
0: I, I don't actually know.
1: Oh, hold on, hold on, I, I got it. Oh, it's at Washington State in Pullman.
0: In Pullman.
1: I I I don't know the the advanced metrics uh point pretty kindly to Washington, but I don't know about them. I, that just I mean they scored what ten against Cal Cal? Like I don't know if they're I don't know about their offense. Um, give me the, give me the Cougs and and that one. I don't know even you know what the spread is, but give me the Cougs.
0: I don't even know. I don't even know if there's a spread yet. Well, um
1: whatever it is, I'm, I'm taking Washington State.
0: You know, I'll tell you that I didn't like. I, I feel like Jake Browning has been a senior for three years. I, I'm kind of shocked that kid is still in, in college. Um, you know. But every year that I'm like, oh, like, who's Washington's quarterback this year? I'm like, it's still Jake Browning? You know? What the fuck? Um, What else? I guess the Egg Bowl, sort of interesting. Maybe not really. Um, I, 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 if Mississippi, hold on. Let me just hate on Mississippi State here. If they don't win the fucking Egg Bowl, okay. N- my proof of hating on the SEC and they're overranked bullshit based on Mississippi State. Finally, I, I've exposed the truth. So that's my challenge to you, Joe. Go out and win the damn game.
1: I heard, you the on... I heard the heat is on Joe a little bit down in Starkville. He's, he's, getting, he's getting some criticism. They, they thought they were, they were going to be better this year.
0: Yeah, but I'm sorry, Mississippi State. You, you guys, have, you, you, is this is what? Is this first year? Yeah, yeah it's this is first year. How good were they last year? Not I, um,
1: I can't remember. I mean, I think they're about top fifteen or so.
0: Their last good year was uh, Dak Prescott, right? The year that they were ranked number one for a period of time.
1: Should yeah,
0: that, that was a long time ago. Um, I don't know. Florida, Florida State. We already talked about that. Uh, Florida probably going to win that game. Uh, should I don't know why. They wouldn't. Uh, South Carolina Clemson. That one should be easy for Clemmy. Penn State Maryland, you know though, because that's our rival. Um, <laughs> um not. Um I guess we already talked about Michigan, Ohio State, right? Technically. We didn't say who we thought was gonna you 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 well, predicted yeah, I, Michigan. I guess right? I predicted
1: a little bit further in the future. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I've got Michigan. Um, don't, don't, trust, uh, don't trust the Buckeyes this year. I don't know if they have it. might be a little have, bit on here for them.
0: I have no trust of, of the Buckeyes, but I, I have a sneaky feeling and just this visualization of Harbaugh throwing his headset. So I'm going to go with Ohio State wins the game. You know, I don't know. I have no facts to back that up. I do believe Michigan's a far better team, but I'm going to go with Ohio State wins the game. Right. Um, I don't know, man. That like, there's really not a lot of good rivalry games this year, huh? Well, you know, some of the traditional ones,
1: you know, don't have their same luster. I mean, like the Iron Bowl, no one's really talking about that.
0: Oh, the Iron Bowl, I totally forgot about that.
1: I mean, because I mean, Alabama's just gonna kill him. I mean, yeah, that's... yeah.
0: Alabama's gonna win by about seven trillion points. Um, You know, really bummed me out that Iowa uh, Iowa State was really early in the season. It's like, why would you do that? Like, I liked when that was like the last game. I was into that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and the 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 whole like Big Ten West like rivals like they're all just so bad. Not even really worth talking about. Um, I'm going to make an odd prediction that A&M beats LSU. That's what I'm going to say. I think they get it together. I think LSU's reeling. You know, I think they're overranked. And I think, I, how are they still seven? That's a little suspect to me. That's a little suspect to me. But,
1: I mean, those there's nice, there's nice wins, I guess. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Uh, Oklahoma, West Virginia. What about
1: that? Um, I like that game. It's gonna be that one's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, probably, probably give me Kyler Murray in that one. I could gonna, see the wind sort ahead. of being out of the Mountaineer sails if they lose uh, to Oklahoma State this weekend, which it's it, is very possible.
0: It's in Morgantown though.
1: Ooh, that all right? That could be interesting if it's if it's a little chilly in Morgantown, like. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the forecast. It's going to be like 10 days from now. But if it's cold, if it's windy, like I, that could be a weird, weird game.
0: Give me, uh, give me crazy hair Dana. I'm going to call the upset. Crazy hair Dana wins the damn game, causes a mess,
1: sets up the rematch. Yeah. I wonder where, are they, where do they play the Big 12 championship game?
0: Probably at fucking AT&T Stadium.
1: Oh, that's probably an obvious choice, huh?
0: Dude, Jerry Jones makes more money on stupid things that don't involve the Cowboys on that, hey, that fucking stadium.
1: Do you know where they play the Big 12 Championship game? Where? AT&T Stadium.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I swear, like, that, that's like a national... In Dallas, it feels like that's like a national monument. Like, like you can't do anything in Dallas without it being an AT&T Stadium. You know, it, I, you can't do anything like that. And then I, whatever Mercedes Benz have both been used now as uh, whatever the season kickoff. Um, I don't know. I, I just have to say something. My overall feeling about this college football season is like, I just this is not my favorite season at all. <laughs> like. I, I feel like the, I feel like there was a period of time when we were like, things are getting chaotic. And, like, it's just settled so hard now where, like, there's really not that many bad things that can happen still. Like- yeah,
1: I have to agree with you. And, and sort of circling back to what I said earlier, I, I think that Alabama is the 96 Bulls. Yeah. But, but they haven't been tested like it. If they, if they ran through a gauntlet of, like, four top ten teams and just crushed them all, I'd be mm-hmm. like, that's freaking awesome. But.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was listening to uh to Joel Klatt, old Joel Klatt, talk about his stupid shit. But I was listening to him, and he was like, he was saying that Mississippi State, Mississippi State's defense shut down Alabama because they they held them to half of their usual scoring total.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by any any other standards, half of your usual total is pretty good.
0: Yeah, but I was like, they they still they still won twenty four nothing. <laughs> like, like I don't, I, I, I call me crazy. I don't think you can say that you shut down a fucking team when you lost by. Oh no, no,
1: so. I, I I completely agree with you.
0: Um, I don't know. The only the only X factor here, and maybe they're just going to sit on the outside looking in, is, is uh, Central Florida. Um, gets no respect.
1: They do get no respect. I mean, uh, they'll have about thirty thousand people at game day this weekend. Yeah, but yeah.
0: that's a huge school. Central Florida is oh, a gigantic school
1: they have they have like more enrollment than like, i think they're more,
0: they're more than like u f or Florida State I'm almost sure um, but yeah, it's kind of funny like how many if u c f wins out and then wins their bowl game, which is obviously going to be new york's near York six um and probably i mean i would guess against like l s u or somebody i don't know oklahoma um but uh
1: Two-time um, national champions.
0: Yeah, if they win that, and then they do it like, how, what if they're if they're nine wins, if they haven't lost in fucking like thirty-something games, you know, how many years do they have to do this? It's like that would be funny.
1: Yeah, it's like the Penn State teams from like the late '60s, who just couldn't stop winning, but yeah, did not get the respect.
0: '68, '69.
1: We know. know what it's. We know what it's like. UCF.
0: We've it's really there. weird. Well, when you I've think about you think about all the weird things that have gone on like like with like college football like the fact that like the president used to name the national champion is still one of the strangest thing in all of sports like, like that there's like retroactive like <laughs> like there's like retroactive championships and shit like I, I don't know it's kind of why it's great and it's also kind of why like you can't like you can't like look at history before, like, the BCS era, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, it makes things too complicated. But I don't know. I think that kind of covers what we wanted to cover. Well,
1: uh, I do have one uh,
0: oh, feature, no, have featurette that I
1: wanted, uh, one, one segment. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, so, so you know, um, it's, it's going to be, it's towards the end of the year, it's going to be Senior Day in a lot of different sites next couple of weeks across the nation. Um. So I just wanted to recognize a couple of uh, a couple of the seniors that we're no longer going to be seeing in college football uniform. Go ahead, <laughs> William Greer. It's you know it's nice holding up to spend some time you know with his family. You know if he doesn't get his seventh year of eligibility. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. I actually had to double check this one to like make sure that he was still like playing, because that's that's one guy who's been there forever. Felton Davis, the Personally, pretty glad about this one. I I don't want to see him killing Penn State anymore. Quadri Olson. Dude ran for like 300 yards last week. Uh, I think, pretty sure at least this is the last of the Quadri pit pit players. Pit players named Quadri. Alex uh, talked about this one a little bit earlier. Uh, Jacob Browning. (laughs) Been around for about 100 years. And Brandon Wimbush. Kind of a rough senior year, but uh, still a... Gonna go down in Irish lore. I'm sure he's gonna be signing autographs at the bookstore one day. <laughs> and uh, to finish it off, Mac Loudermilk. And uh, just a quick note on him: he's the punter for UCF. And uh, apparently, he seems like quite a character. But Mac he, Loudermith? Louder milk. Like your, your milk is louder. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting last name. So while well, I was researching this today, he, he did like the the punt inside the 20 and did like the little wedge celebration like he's doing a golf shot. Oh, the, he, like
0: the old Pat McAfee thing he used yeah. to do? Yeah.
1: And there were like two different articles, like one on like golf.com and one on golfchannel.com, like watch UCF punter do a golf swing on the field. I was like, yeah. is this really news? It's not like MLB.com comes out with a post when... Trace McFarland is a celebration.
0: Hey, man, in the world of golf, they're just they're just looking for acceptance still. You know, they know it's not a sport. So when <laughs> real sports imitate them, they feel good about themselves. Um, well, yeah, that uh, that kind of, I guess, uh, you know, congrats to the seniors. Will Greer, we'll see you on uh, Texas A&M next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, why did didn't he get? Didn't he leave Florida because he did steroids? Is that would happen there. I, like I, that's what happened.
1: I have no idea.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm with. Although I'm definitely gonna get sued for this, I, I'm gonna say Will Greer had to leave Florida because of steroids. No, the, you know what? That totally was it because he couldn't start, and then like the backup quarterback was terrible, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like the starting quarterback, Will Greer, used PEDs." And I was like, "Oh, I get it." But yeah, I fully expect him to show up on uh, on some SEC school to next year. Well,
1: well, I'm excited for that. Yeah. He should get to play college football for as long as he wants. I
0: I agree. You know, Jake Browning probably still going to be on Washington next year. You know, we're, we're kind of confused as to how that's happening. He's Um, the kind
1: of guy who like, he'll be an offensive coordinator for like Cal in like two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's always, you know, it's, I always think it's just the weirdest thing is like, we don't talk, we'll have to talk next. Well, next week we'll probably have off, uh, Actually, most certainly, but uh, unless we move to the day, I guess, but the whole like Cliff Kingsbury was, was like, like got a head coaching job at like 32. <laughs>
1: like, right.
0: Like I, I'm 26. Like I cannot imagine running a college football program in six years. Like <laughs> I can barely make myself dinner. Like, you know, there's no way. <laughs> there's absolutely no way. And, like, he's produced some pretty fucking good quarterbacks, like, over the years. Not yeah. even pretty good. He's produced, like, full-on NFL, like, a variety of NFL guys. So, I don't know. That's another discussion for another time. But, uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else?
1: I uh, Just want to wish all the listeners a very happy uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, hope you enjoy this week's shitty slate.
0: Yeah, I agree. Happy T Day. You know, make sure to bring up politics at the dinner table. Make sure to talk about the midterms. You know, everyone likes to bring up the midterms at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, talk to your racist uncle and all that stuff. But enjoy your tea day, everyone. And uh, we'll catch up with you. I don't know. Maybe next week. Probably not. Probably the week after. All right. That's all we got. I'm signing out. See ya. two cool cyclones. Go Cyclones. Later.